Hi, the next 15 minutes is for you, our listener, as Fred Kuhn explores this issue. Welcome, everybody. Our guest today is Chelsea Jay, and Chelsea is the owner and founder of Seasoned and Growing. She's a certified resume writer, career coach, and online branding expert. Today, we're going to talk a little about uh, job search. We're going to talk a little about career change and that horrible question, tell me about yourself, which really doesn't mean that, and we'll get into that. So, Chelsea, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Fred. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Glad to have you here, Chelsea. So, you started writing resumes. You've been a director at a very young age. You've had a, a nice career. You, you started doing uh, your own business in terms of uh, resume writing, career coaching. You were doing it long before this, but you really turned it into a real business in 2017. What do you think, based on your experience in working with clients, uh, what do you think the key is to successful job search and getting the next ideal role for yourself? Well, there's actually a few successful keys to an effective job search. And the first and most important step is determining what it is you want to do. Just from running my business, I've met so many job seekers who just kind of landed in roles with no planning involved. And I say, how did you end up here? And they're always like, I really don't know, but I don't like it. Yeah, it's like floating in a rowboat in the ocean. You don't know where you're going, but you're floating. Exactly, exactly. And it amazes me how so many people end up that way. But that's good for our business, and that's why we're here to help. So one of the things that I like to ask is, why are you looking? First, we need to discover what your why is. Is it the role? Are you just bored in it? Is it something that you've never wanted to do? Or is it the company culture, the benefits, the lack of advancement, or is it your boss? It's usually the boss, frankly, because most people today, when they're surveyed, don't really care for their boss. It's one of the number one reasons for people leaving. Yes, and that is so true. And I love that quote when it says, people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's very true. that's, (laughs) That's definitely true. So what I like to do next is have my clients write down what it is they want. And I tell them to be as specific as they can with our first floor round, because we can always whittle it down because you don't always get what you want, but I want you to get 90% of what you want. And that leads to also writing down your non-negotiables, because what I don't want is for you to end up in the same spot two years from now. We want to get you in a job and in an environment and with a boss that you love and enjoy going to. That brings up lots of questions. So you get them perfectly prepared, but how do they choose the right boss? I mean, that's another whole session. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And we'll have to do a different session on things to look out for in an interview and, you know, researching companies too. So (laughs) yeah, maybe we'll call it eliminating bad bosses. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So after we put together our list, We work together to create a targeted resume. And the reason that I do that is I tell my clients that you want to paint yourself as a specialist in your field. You want to make sure that you're addressing the needs of the employers and letting them know that you can solve any problems that they have. So that also leads us to also doing research on the companies and the positions that you're applying to. 
I try to tell people, please avoid going on job boards and just pressing apply, 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 because you don't know where you're applying. You don't know anything about the company, the culture, the bosses that are there, the reputation. So take the time to do the research on the company. Yeah, I'll share a little story with you, Josie. <laughs> Many years ago <laughs> when I started out coaching, I had a client submit a company list to me and I looked at it and I said, well, why is this company on here? Well, it's four miles from my house. But they wouldn't hire you for the last guy on earth. You don't do anything they do. You don't have the education. <laughs> so, yeah, selectivity is very important from a job seeker point of view and targeting, targeting, targeting. Really important. Definitely. And the last step that I have my clients work through is opening up their circle. I want to get you out there going to networking events. I want you volunteering. I want you making connections in the community so that you can meet people. Because most people get jobs by knowing someone and word of mouth and recommendations. So let people know that you're in the market. Let your family, let your friends, let your previous colleagues, don't let your current colleagues know, but your previous colleagues, let them know that you're in the market. And more often than not, people are willing to help. One of the things, the follow on with your comment there, it is that letting people know that, that you're in the market, but letting them know what you're seeking in the market and give them a couple of words for skill sets. So when they're talking to somebody, they can say, you know, Chelsea over here, I, I she might be a good fit for your company. I know she does this and this. Yes, definitely. So it gives them more information, arms them other than saying, hey, you ought to talk to this lady over here. I know. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we're talking today with Chelsea J. And Chelsea, if I wanted to make a career change, I did this several times in my life, as you have. What is your approach to helping a client, advising a client on making a career change? It's a difficult thing. It is. It's not easy. And I am very upfront about that because, as you said, as a career changer yourself and one myself, we know the reality of it. So I like to tell my clients, be realistic and don't be hard on yourself. This isn't an easy process. It will take extra time and most importantly, patience. Just to keep in mind, the average job seeker in their field takes about six months to find the job that they're looking for in their field that they specialize in. So as a career changer, this can be a lot longer. So just be patient and take your time and realize it will happen for you. One of the problems with changing careers, and it's done all the time. I've done it three or four times in my life. You've done it a couple of times. One of the problems is recruiters. Because when I put on my, my recruiting hat, and I am a recruiter, I have been for 20 plus years. When I put on that hat, and my company pays me good money, my client company says, Fred, I need a purple squirrel. And a week later, they come back and say, you know, Fred, we've been talking and not only do we need a purple squirrel, but it's got to be fuzzy. And about a week later, they come back and say, and we'd really like to have left-handed. So they've asked me to find the fuzzy left-handed purple squirrel. And you come to me and you're a chipmunk, but you think you're a squirrel. And it's awfully difficult for job seekers to get the difference and to understand that they really do have to convince the recruiter or show them a value proposition that the recruiter can sell. Otherwise, the recruiter is being paid by the company to screen out chipmunks and to provide only fuzzy left-handed purple squirrels. 
Exactly. Exactly. You are absolutely right. And that's why I tell job seekers, it's your job to get in front of that, you know, get in front of them and um, identify why you want a career change. Because once you know your why, you can eloquently explain that to other people. And also, once you identify the skills that you have and the ones that you lack, you have a base to work from. Because if you lack certain skills, what can you do to get them? Can we work towards that? And the skills that you currently have, nine times out of 10, those are transferable skills. It's just a different lingo in a different industry. So again, research is key. And getting the recruiter to understand and comprehend the vision of that value that you can bring. Exactly. Exactly. And don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. I know a lot of people are very uncomfortable with talking about what they can do because they don't want to seem cocky, but it's your time to shine and this is what you want. So you have to put yourself out there to be able to do that. Absolutely, Chelsea. One of the things that I've discovered is that in older generations from the millennials up through the boomers, we're raised to talk, not talk about ourselves. It was considered an ego-driven kind of thing, and nobody likes a braggart. But here's the rules that I apply, and I'm sure in some form you apply similar rules, and that's this. If you can be fired for it, if you can be put in jail for it, if they tag you as responsible for it, the word is I. Otherwise, it's we. So when you are making a statement about what you did— and you achieved a 20.3% increase in sales or cut costs by 6.9%, the team assisted, but I was responsible for. And the way I did that was pull my team together, yada, yada. It's the difference between I and we. And it's very important in an interview. Definitely. I completely agree. And just to touch on a couple more things with tackling a career change, I always encourage um, my job seekers to either shadow someone who's currently doing the job that they want or look for volunteer opportunities within your company or within the community where you can use some of the skills that you need in order to apply for the position that you want. That's correct. Folks, we're talking with Chelsea Jay, who's the owner of Founder and of Seasoned and Growing. One last question, Chelsea, and our time will be up. The tell me about yourself question really doesn't mean tell me about yourself. Why don't you tell me what you think it, it means and how you guide your clients in the best way to answer tell me about yourself? So the tell me about yourself question is an interesting one, and it actually trips a lot of people up. And I always tell people the key is don't get too personal. And I also like to tell people, this is not a date. You're not auditioning to date your employer. <laughs> that's right. That's so right. Just... <laughs> I'm not asking you to the prom. <laughs> you know, they're not, they don't care about your dog or your cat. And in an interview, it's very inappropriate about how many children you have. What they're interested in, at least from my perspective, is you know, what do you bring to my table that's going to contribute to the top or bottom line of my company? And how do, how do you communicate? How do I understand that you can do that? I, I mean, what do you say to your clients? Yeah. yeah, people often don't believe some of the things that I've heard based on that question. I know you've heard the same. I'd like to tell people to, first of all, focus on your skill set, your experience, and what you can offer. 
So as an example, I'd like to give a little outline of what to say. So I like to open up the conversation by talking about what I did for the past few years. So you can say for the past five years, I've done blank, whatever it is you've done. And then you can move into what skills you've gained in those years and also throw out a result. So I always say resulting in what did you achieve in your previous years or current role that you're really proud of and sweeten the pot just by talking about why you want to work there and why you want the role with them. And that is where research comes in handy. Correct. The one thing that I add to that is the behavior. You can say all those things that you said, Chelsea, the thing that I threw into the mix is, and one of the things I really enjoyed about that was working together as a team, pulling people together, getting new ideas, all the behaviors, because they're hiring that too. We've all been in situations where a person's really good at what they do, but they don't get a lot, they don't play well with others. And in today's market, it's not only how well you do, but how well you play with others, because it's all about teams today. Folks, I think we need another conversation here, especially about the interviewing part. So yeah, we'll have another conversation. We have been spending 15 minutes with Chelsea J, who owns Seasoned and Growing. Chelsea, thank you for joining me today on Workplace Strategies, the U.S. at Work. And thank you so much for having me, Fred. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. If you wish to speak with Fred or you want a transcript of this interview, send an email to podcast at stuartcoopercoon.com. See you soon.